for History Matters. Joined in the studio by the one and only Scott Washington, historian extraordinaire, to look back at this week in history. Good morning. How Good are you? Good morning, Aaron. Well, I am just delighted to be here. And, you know, this is it's, it's great when you look at a week in history and three volcanoes come up. <laughs> so let me explain what that's about. We're great in hindsight and <laughs> retrospect. Exactly. We Get don't some normally distance think away from the actual eruption. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, the, the first one actually is, uh, I'm going to talk about is in 1815, um, in April of 1815, Mount Tambura uh, erupted. And uh, it was so large an eruption that the next year uh, it actually cools down the atmosphere enough. Uh, and here in North Carolina, there's a frost uh, recorded on August 22nd, 1816. Now wow. that's kind of amazing. So if you get too hot, think about that. Then another one that pops up is uh, that actually happened. Um, uh, on August 24th in the year 79. No, nothing before that, just 79 was Mount Vesuvius, mm -hmm. which of course buries Pompeii. And um, then the third one happens uh, on August uh, 26th, um, and it's Mount Krakatoa. And um, that one uh, is really explosive in 1883. Now, I mention this only because especially one of the things about global warming that people are even talking about is seeding clouds. No one's done it quite yet, but theoretically they're talking about it to bring down temperatures, just like uh, happened in 1815. So that's an interesting yeah. the, uh, the The interesting thing about the, the one in 1815, the Indonesian one, that's yes. also the one we've talked about before where like it cools down the temperature for the entire globe right. for like a good solid year. There's right. not really a summer in 1816, and that's the one where all of the writers were vacationing in Europe, and they challenged yes. each other to write ghost stories, and that's where we get Frankenstein, <laughs> that's right? That's right, Mary yeah. Shelley, that's right. And she's the only one who completes the assignment. Right, they right. Said, All right, you know, it's it's cold, it's dank. It said, well, how about a gothic novel? And she comes up with such a whopper of a good one that we're still... Uh, telling stories. Also, and also films. one about uh, the the dangers of of human beings playing yeah. around with science to right. do things that maybe <laughs> they didn't fully think through, like seeding the clouds. Like seeding yeah. the clouds, you know, kind of coming back full maybe circle. That's, yeah, like seeding the clouds or creating the problem that led to us talking about seeding the clouds in the first place. So yes, uh, yeah. history happens in all different ways, but certainly uh, you learn from this history and go, well, is that a good idea? Or like in Mary Shelley's case asking questions about science and saying, is this the right thing to do? And sometimes it is, and that helps us advance. And sometimes we go, uh, yeah, maybe we should have thought that through a little bit more. I like the line <laughs> that I've heard, something to the effect of the, the, the reason science and the humanities are both necessary. Science can uh, build a nuclear bomb. The humanities is what you need to tell us not to use it. Oh, right? I, I like that. Yeah. That's a, that it's almost could fit on a bumper sticker, I you think. You could, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Which All right. probably means it's wrong. But <laughs> What well, I want on the back of my car are two bumper stickers. <laughs> One of them says anything, uh, any any slogan short enough to fit on a bumper sticker and the other one just says is wrong <laughs> that's what i want i gotta etsy that one of these days yes. well we'll have to get a bigger car yes. i think that's it yeah all right well here's a, a, another one that's uh, come up and um it's the first woman publisher in america Anne Franklin. Now, if that name sounds familiar, she's actually Ben Franklin's sister. We would never have heard from her, actually sister-in-law, but 
Uh, her son, who is a publisher of the Newport, Rhode Island Mercury, dies, and she takes over um, that paper that was started four years earlier, and so inadvertently becomes the first woman publisher in America. Interestingly enough, the Franklin name comes up again because um, in uh, August 23rd in 1784, uh, there is a breakaway state in the western part of North Carolina, which stretched in the 1780s uh, from the Atlantic all the way to the Mississippi, encompassing all of what we know today as Tennessee, and this breakaway state just uh, over the mountains um, in what is Tennessee was called Franklin. Now, they actually submitted the name to be a state, but Congress laughed at it. Ben Franklin wanted nothing to do with it <laughs> <laughs> because they had no... These action. are rubes out in the Appalachians. <laughs> well, that's it, because they had I'm no I'm a current... cultured Philadelphia, and I don't want anything to do with it. Well, him. when the question came out, like, well, what's your currency? They said, well, we, we just trade furs. And that just, the, the, the guffaws in Congress at that point, they said no. So it didn't pass. Although, uh, and we've talked about this before, yeah. I was doing some reading on the Constitutional Convention in 1787, yes. and there was talk in the Constitutional Convention about, you know, you know we're planning on expanding the country, right. eventually we're going to add more states, and there was specific discussion of the state of Franklin, yes. referring That's to right. it as Franklin, in <laughs> 1787. So even after it got rejected, like there was just sort of a general understanding that eventually this was going to be a state and ended up being named Tennessee. Well, but. the best thing they, they did during that time was establish a treaty with the Cherokee which allowed westward expansion. And that continued after that. So that was one of the legacy the legacy of the Franklin experiment. There's a couple other ones that happened that I, I got to touch on. One, of course, is the uh, 19th Amendment. Uh, goes into effect this week, and that changes history. I mean, we think of volcano eruptions. I mean, this was a major one that gave women the right to vote. And when that occurred, uh, that becomes a game changer that we are still enjoying uh, the benefits of. And then another one that's as equally, uh, oh, I think uh, when I think of eruptions that change history, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about uh, what happens on uh, August 28th, 1963, the March on Washington. Yep. And uh, the, I, what I, I, you know, I love coming back to this, and we've heard that great speech, but it wasn't because Martin Luther King was the final speaker. Actually, it's because other speakers wanted to get their names in the press and on film, and they knew the film crews would be earlier. So he was the last speaker, but uh, the, the wonderful I Have a Dream, that was because, my, uh, as I understand, mm. uh, Michaela Jackson, Jackson right, right, yeah. uh, said, tell him about this dream, because he had talked about it, and then he improvises. Yeah. So that wonderful section that we hear was not planned part of the speech. He goes off script and, of course, uh, changes our nation and changes our view of what uh, our dream of a better world is about. That's impressive because, I, like, even if that speech had been scripted, right? Even if he'd sat down at the desk and just like poured over the language and the syntax and the specific words right. to use and the repetition of the phrases and all of that, it would be an incredibly impressive speech. The fact yes. that that was just off the cuff is just wow. It's <laughs> yes, amazing. And so, you know, I think of people like that. And also, um, uh, here's one that is a local one to North Carolina. And you've probably have seen the movie uh, Norma Ray. 
mm-hmm. who you think, well, yeah, that's the one that starts Sally Field. It actually happened. There was a real Norma Ray. Her papers are at Alamance Community College uh, now, but she becomes the union organizer, uh, and the the you know the the amount of money they were making uh, on August twenty eighth, nineteen seventy four, when she actually does stand on a table. It's very noisy in a garment factory where they're making uh, $2.65 an hour uh, putting uh, towels together and it holds up union mm. and all of the presses go silent. That actually did happen. That's really cool. So, you know, these are these are as big eruptions in history as any of the volcanoes and boy, have they changed our lives for the better. So it's uh, proof that this is a great week in history for good things to happen. We're speaking with Scott Washington, History Matters. Uh, got time for one more eruption. What do you have? One more. Okay, <laughs> well, here is one that I guess I would put down to a quiz, and it is uh, just kind of a fun one. Um, and let's see. Oh, yes, it's what do uh, the Wizard of Oz, the city of New Orleans, and Leonard Bernstein have in common? Uh, music? No idea. <laughs> I mean, New Orleans I mean, music is yeah, music is pretty be. good. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the Wizard of Oz, the movie, iconic was, American yes, stuff. Exactly. That yeah. was released on uh, today, August twenty fifth, nineteen thirty nine. So, happy birthday, Wizard of Oz. City of New Orleans is founded in seventeen eighteen. On this date, it was actually not part of the United States. It was part of France. So, uh, bonjour. Oh, hench all of that French <laughs> stuff in New Orleans. That's right. Yeah. And then Leonard Bernstein uh, was born on 19, in 1918 on August 25th on this date. These are great things in history, and that's true of everybody who's listening. You make a difference. You can make the, as much of a change as any of volcano in the lives of people in a good way. <laughs> and that is how history matters. As always, Scott Washington, thank you so much. Thank you.